Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elitists. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by the guys at exoticlimo.com.au and our friends at hungover.net.au. Feel your worst while looking your best. My name is Corey, and as always, alongside me is the Bombs Express. Da, 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 da. Oh, wait, no, sorry, I mean choo-choo. That's right, Corey, the Bombs Express is back. And boy, do I have a perk in my step uh, for, uh, for this party this week. Uh, before we preview round number six, which has obviously come around really quickly, where can the listeners hit us up on social media, mate? Find us on Twitter at SC Elites. Find us on Facebook, iTunes, and SoundCloud at Supercoach Elites. Oh, Bombs, I don't know where to start. I do not know where to start. There's going to be a lot of things that are, are going to make you happy this week. Oh, Marshall 60, yeah. Carlton getting a win, yeah. Everton getting a win. Dominating again and averaging well and truly over your predicted of 95. However, 90. no, 94, sorry. Marshall as well. I don't know if I said that at the start. Yeah. However, Bumps, there's one thing that's really going to bring you down. So. And that's the fact that you've done a Corey. <laughs> and I have had so. one too many beverages on Sunday and mistrading oh. in someone. One too many. You know what the problem was, Corey? I didn't have one too many. I just had one too early. That that was the problem. Uh, well, we'll just get it over and done with now. The, the plan after Sammy Jacobs uh, came out and, you know, he was going to be out for eight weeks. All week I was just doing sweet to Riley O'Brien. And, um, look, mate, the only reason I didn't pull the trigger early was I'm used to pulling my trades right before the game starts just to try and psych my opponent out type thing. And, um, yeah, obviously Easter Sunday, so I had a few jacks and whatever else was flying around there and um, didn't set an alarm to pull my trade. And, um, yeah, I've still got sweet in my team and no Riley O'Brien. Probably doesn't help that the trade was after the Blues got up as well too, so that's probably added a couple more drinks to the equation. Well, I had to do the trade at at the start of that Carlton game because I had Jordan Sweet sitting on my point. So, um. Yeah, no, I had to do it well and truly. So as you can imagine, it was 1 o'clock they started on Sunday, and I was a few drinks in at that stage. And, gee, I completely, you know, I was on cooking duties for mum and stuff in the morning, so, you know, I didn't didn't really think about setting an alarm to do my trade. And, yeah, turns out I missed it. That is absolute carnage. And a good 90 at that, so I'll take it. Yeah, well, I mean, he rose, what, he rose 80, 90K, and his break-even's still, like, negative 50, so I'm spewing, absolutely spewing. I missed this one because... I think he's going to get to probably around 350 to 400 at, at this rate he's going at. But, uh, oh well, what can we do? Um, yeah, that, well, I can't do anything now. I just have to suck eggs, I guess. How good was it when you were watching uh, Marshall get absolutely towed up on the weekend? I'll tell you, the best thing about this entire weekend cause, the football was spanned out perfectly. I watched every single game possible bar probably half of the Adelaide game, which, let's face it, was pretty much a, a shit game. But Marshall 60, no, of course I loved it, Corey. I mean, why, why wouldn't I? I mean, we had donkeys in here messaging and saying, let's get Marshall, let's get Marshall. The first time after two weeks, you know, well, we all know what happened uh, two podcasts ago. And then last week I said I wouldn't rip into him, but I'll go back on my word there and say stuff him. So anyone that brought him in, stuff you um, I'm pissed off about O'Brien, so if you cop that, then good. Cop it, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, it was actually blissful to watch after we had so many kind of inboxes or um, yeah questions last week about is it time to get him and we were big. The run that was coming up was shit. It was tough. It's hard and yeah, unfortunately the first step of the big twin towers down at Melbourne got in the way and they had a good comfortable win but it's really tough. They they were adamant that they were going to lose the hitouts and they just rucked to the other the opposing ruckman. So I think you're going to have a couple of scores like that going forward if you've got Marshall in your team. Yep, I couldn't agree more, mate. All right, well, let's get on. Let's move on. Let's get into things. Um, we'll start with the round scores. Well, yeah, well, I was going to say what we scored. I thought you were going to move there. Uh, 22-16, uh, that puts me in the top 6%, whatever it is. 10 out of 10 league wins. Um, so I'm pretty happy with that. Overall ranking, uh, 3,359 currently. Uh, and I scored a 2178. wasn't too... Happy with that, but it's kind of better than what I thought I was going to finish on uh, coming off Saturday night. Um, and that dropped 166 places, so sitting a 2206, so 2,206th, with 5 out of 10 league wins. But the good thing is, is I think 4 of them were cash leagues, so... Yeah, that's what you like to be shot, mate. Yep. Um, lost, I come into today in our Elite's Divi 2, Coming to today, needing Atkins and Scrimshaw to beat Kelly's score, and got pipped by three. <laughs> no, yeah. three points. Yeah. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. That is nasty. Yeah. But, uh... And yeah. The, the ironic thing is, if you needed that last week, you would have won, honestly, by about 150. Yep. But, hey, oh, it's the insane. nature of Supercoach, that's it. Um... Fixture gate, I believe that's what they call it, Corey. Yeah, oh well, we move <laughs> on. Let's talk about the Bubble Boys, Bombs. We've got Ross, negative uh, 76 break even, price at 117k, um, an average of 72. From the same teams, we've also got Shy Bolton, but I think he almost becomes irrelevant because if you're looking at Bolton, you're probably going to go to Baker, who's got the negative 84 break even, 162k uh, forward with an average of 89. Right now, Bombs, the boys at Richmond, are you having a look at any of them? Um, Ross is probably the only one, but I, I say that pretty hesitantly because I, I really don't know what's going to happen when um, when Koch comes back, back into the team, and I, I don't really want to have um, him just sitting on my pine doing nothing. Well, I suppose you could act as a loophole, but with Richmond's fixtures this year, they're, they're pretty much in prime time slots uh, almost every week. So that makes it quite difficult with Ross because I just don't know what his job security is like. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess time will kind of tell with team selections that I don't think Koch will get up this week. Um, Baker's a little more interesting. He's, um, I think his scores are probably better than what I thought he's played. He's banged out a 91 and 87, I think, um, over the last couple of weeks. And 162K, got, if he was 120, I'm paying that 100%. But the thing is... Um, that 40k could, could really make all the difference and we'll probably have a little eye over what might be coming up in the next couple of weeks and if I feel they can produce the same kind of thing that Baker can then I'll probably hold off for a week or so and I'll obviously take that into consideration when thinking about Ross as well. Do you think that Baker could become, for those that are looking that are sitting with the three, I know you get the luxury, you're still only playing what one or two of the, one. the crappy rookies, for those who have got like three... Is Baker an option that they can look at for, like, a Parker that they're going to get probably more points out of him? 
Yeah, you certainly get more points if he's if he's going on field. I mean, you're only making sixty k, you know, for that trade. So I guess sixty k is kind of better than nothing. I think the one that you shot me down for last week was park at a stack, and and I did like stacks job security because obviously playing along the half back flank. But um, yeah, park at a park at a baker's. It's a little bit more awkward because it's only sixty k, and although he is on field, it's like. Well, if you're running a Drew, Petra, Charlie, and Baker, I wouldn't be expecting to get 300 out of them every single week. Yep, okay. So probably pass on Bolton. I think the other thing with Ross, too, that we should have brought up as well is, um, although we've got the midfielder there, he's got a nice little break even. We've also got Haitley and uh, Will Hayes that have played pretty well in their first game that are going to be coming up as a bubble boy next week. And we don't really have an abundance of midfielders who are ready to chop. So is that playing into account for you at all when you're talking about getting rid of, you know, maybe passing up on Ross because you're going to have some great talent coming up for what we expect? Yeah, well, I think so. So, you know, for myself, I think if, you know, I might play Parker for another week, let's say, and if he can knock out a 50 or 60, he might make another 8 or 10K and then... I've got setters um, sitting in my midfield, so I could do a bit of DPP there and get Parker down to a Hayes, which is obviously going to make a lot more cash than Parker to Baker um, in, in my situation, anyways, for my team. Okay. All right. I think I think Hayes' price point as well just makes it. I'm not big on buying a lot of expensive rookies throughout the year. I think we'll get enough um, at the 102 or 123 kind of um, price point. Um, so if you know, Haley, who's gone pretty big there on debut, if he goes good again next week, we're going to be looking at getting him, and he's just about 150. And then if we've gotten Baker as well at 160, I just think then we've we've spent a fair bit of money on downgraded rookies, if that makes sense. So yeah, yeah. I, I'd probably only want one out of the two of them. Because in theory, if you're going 160, 160, 160, that's, you know, uh, probably 120. Yeah, yep, extra yeah. that you've paid. Yeah, look, I like the idea of it. Um, and, and they are rookies, so they're going to be prone to having scores that are quite similar to some of the other guys. I mean, we've seen Petch go up and down. We've seen Drew have you know bad performances here and there. So um, I think that's going to happen with rookies. Well, apart from Sam Walsh, because he's probably just a top eight midfielder at the moment. But um, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the rookies are kind of prone to doing that sort of stuff. Cheeky, cheeky. Are you... I think the question, especially with someone like Ross, do you think he's done enough to even stay in that team? Like, he's been very good. He he had, obviously, Dusty was out last week, so he went and jumped in the midfield. He had 25. He's had another 17 on the weekend. Is his job security pretty safe, or am I, am I overhyping it? Yeah, there's only one player I think that could harm him, and, and that would be Cochin, because it just depends on who they, who they drop. Um, we know when Rewalt comes back, they'll probably get rid of one of these smaller type forwards, and he's probably cushioned for, for this week. Um, but yeah, Cochin's the one that might squeeze him out. And the thing is, at the moment, they're still they're, they're playing um, Edwards off the off the back flank as well. So maybe that opens up a position for Ross to stay in the midfield, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because they've had, you know, they've put Stack down there, down there to cover for sure, but they've also got Edwards down there. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's experience, but Edwards is looking good off a back flank, so I don't expect him to push back up into the midfield rotation too much for Richmond, and maybe that leaves a spot open there for Ross to, to kind of, yeah, get to get some games. All right, I think the other one we need to have a little chat about is Lockhart down back. Um, 
I ex- I'm expecting Melbourne to make some changes. Do you think he could get a game? Yeah, I mean, he'd be every chance. I think um, Jaden Hunt didn't play brilliantly. I think Melbourne will just continue to swing the axe um, until they can kind of just get their shit together, but who knows how long that'll take. And um, he, he was impressive in his first two games. He's 102K, plays a small small forward kind of type player. I think the only way I could bring him in is if he was named and um, I was really kind of just wanting to move on Jordan Clark this week, which is probably something I'm having a look at anyways. It's kind of really tough to pod after a Monday, like straight away, no real news after like a game's just finished, haven't had time to look at things. You've got We've got a, a day's break before the first game, so it's going to be all over the place for the week, I think. Absolutely loving this, though. I think the only thing I'll be feeling is... Uh, my, gee, my captain's article would be due tomorrow, and I haven't even started to think about that. I don't get around to that, so usually a Wednesday. And uh, so that's going to screw me this week, I reckon. Yeah, it'll be a tough ride. It'll be a tough ride. I just think it's going to be hard talking about it with the rookies. There's a lot of people who want to downgrade, but look, that's what we're here for. Uh, let's go with some round the grounds for this week. Um, we'll start with, like I said, we're just going to keep it really super coach relevant. Um, in the sample, we had uh, my boy Paddy Wilson with another 33 disposals, 147k. He's not coming in this weekend, but bookmark him because he'll get another gold AFL level. Um, Joe Attlee for Port, 31 disposals. He's 123k mid, so I wanted to keep an eye out for. Head over to the Waffle Bumps. Um, and some names that we had in our preseason, your boy Tommy North again with another 27, but Brady Brewery had 29 oh. disposals. Yep. So I don't think we're too far away there. Frio Ross loves giving kids uh, a bit of a go as well. In the kneeful, we had a couple of the Lions boys, actually. Toby Wooler, he kicked four and had 23 disposals. He's 123k forward. And Tom Fullerton, who is an actual, he's actually 102k ruck. He kicked four goals on the weekend as well. Um, the Cum Express bumps, 33 disposals and nine marks. As well as Zachy Sproul, who got a good talking to last year. Um, he's kicked five on the weekend. Uh, and he's a 123k forward mid well, I think we'll eventually get a game, um, and I think this will be the year because he's had some pretty good um, needful form for the last two years. Uh, and in the VFL, Rupert Wills, he had 32 disposals on the weekend, priced at 166k as well. They're just some names to keep an eye out for Bonts. Like I said, they come, they they jump up out of nowhere. We're going to get options, so that's why you could be able to pass up on a Ross or a Barker. Um, or a Bolton, or one of these too. So do not panic, do not trade early. There are plenty coming. Are and that's right. I mean, don't trade early. Gibbons stunned up this week. All of a sudden, he's made 45k and break even negative 49. So you'd be absolutely spewing if, if you did that, or if you yes. traded a Petrucelli as well. Or... 100% people last week who would have gone Gibbons to stack to. Yeah, probably, yeah. I mean, people would have traded Drew. They haven't been happy with him and, and Butters that are like, should we get rid of him after a 23? No, fellas, just just ride out the waves. And something that we speak about uh, every season, I think, here, cause is um, we speak about the, the waves, you know, and as as they sort of come to their next peak, they might dip a little bit, but that, that, that next wave of price rise 
will, will come again. And it's just about selling for what you think is uh, pretty much the, the highest wave, if that makes sense. Prime example at the moment would almost be Sam Collins. You'd probably get a couple of people that get irritated at that 45 on the weekend. They see the score of 300 and they're like, oh, we could, you know, I could move him quickly down to a Lockhart, bank myself 200k. And then he's uh, definitely a player that would come out and drop another 80 or 90 this week. Back yeah, and, and he's in the 90s and makes us another 100k. Well, I don't know if he'll make 100k, but I think he'll be a player that would, we will certainly see at some point around 340 or 350k. Um, so it's just a matter of how much you value that 40 or 50k, uh, depending on that early upgrade. Yeah, so just be patient. Uh, ready for who am I? Go for it. Wait, I know who it is. Is it Michael Walters? It's not Michael Walters. No, I was just going to have a pot shot because I, I know that we had some, some tweet going yeah, it over. Was, it, it wasn't far off being Michael Walters. <laughs> that um, would have been insane if yeah, I got it both. I try, and, I try and get a little bit cheeky with these and not just do the blatantly <laughs> obvious. Um, I am top 10 in my line. Yeah. Um, I'm not leading my team for disposals, but I am leading my team for super coach points. Okay. I play for a top 8 side. Yeah. Um, I'm t- in the top uh, 10 in my line for both average and total points as well. Um, yeah. My three-round average is 135 plus. Who am I? A three-round average of 135. Um, oh, Shannon Hearn? I am Zach Merritt. I oh, am Zach Merritt. Of course you are, yeah. We need to talk about him. We I gave him we a do. lot of love in the preseason. I think he was one of the first that I wrote my article on and um, that my preseason articles and outside the centre square. We loved him. Week one, he looked shit. Now he is absolutely flying. It might just be a week one curse for Sacramento because he got concussed last year against Adelaide when I selected him. Um, gee, I don't know why that one didn't come to me quicker. I was, I was messaging about him over the weekend. And, and, and you guessed him last week in Who Am I Too. So yeah, and I thought he was. I thought he was coming. Actually, he just. I've just been totally blanked by him. He's an absolute beast. I mean, he's producing what I think is. Um, he's getting well. Sorry, he doesn't do this. Champion Data are giving him some bias for once. I think he could. This is legitimate. He's never had back-to-back weeks. I think of over. 135, with one of them being 150 plus. I, I'd question if that 155 would be almost his top score because I think, top of my head, he's probably scored 160 once in his career, if that. Um, that could almost be a top score, and that was last two weeks ago now against the Lions, 137 against North. He's an absolute beast. I mean, he's, he gets the ball, but I think he's starting to get the love um, from champion Dada that, and I know watching him pretty closely over the years, he never, he never gets. He, he never seems to get as many points for his disposals as a Bonton Pally or a Cripps would. That's for sure. Do you think he's going to finish the season as top eight? I think right now he is a top eight. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's. I just don't understand why people don't give him more love. Is it because of the frustrations if you owned him last year? Do you think that goes? People take that into account and. Well. For me, I know, I, I took that into account and he was the same starting price as Matt Crouch and why I went Matt Crouch over him was pretty much because how much he scarred me last year. And Matt Crouch hasn't done anything wrong. He's still averaging 110 and if you told me that at the start of the year, I'd probably pick, I'd probably pick him. But the problem here is Zach Merritt's already worth 600k 
And, you know, he's averaging well over 110. Only in 4% of teams, too. Yeah. Crazy stat. Crazy stat. Um, I think we're going we're gonna to go a bit of a different route, route, whatever you want to call it, today. We're going to go questions before we start doing player talks, and then we'll kind of hit what's left over. Um, no worries. Yeah, reward those who got in pretty early with our questions. Uh, Brad Ramoff, uh, what do you think about Liam Baker for Parker? This is what we were ta- talking about before, and that would give him him at F6. Um, it would give him an option to play him at F6. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like... See, the thing now when questions comes in, when they when they come in, I'm, I always start to think now, hmm, how many trades do you have left? How, how What's your team kind of looking like? Um, if you got relatively close to full trades, then yeah, that, that's a trade I don't mind. Yeah. And, and that's I'm kind of in the same boat at the moment. That I think Baker just looks more tantalising on field than Parker does. Um, Charlie Smith, do you think Zach Williams and Brad Crouch are sustainable for the foreseeable future, or would you look to upgrade soon, uh, i.e. to a Lloyd um, and McRae? He's already got. Already have Whitfield, Hearn, and McRae looks at to drop. This is um this is a bit of a laughs question. Zach Williams, I can't stand that pick. The, the quicker you can get him to Lloyd, the obviously the, the better your team will be. Um, obviously the quicker you get Brad Crouch to McRae as well, the better your team will be. But McRae's break even sitting at one seventy three, and um he's going to have his last two scores one hundred and ten ninety seven floating around for a little bit as well. So. I'd expect uh, we'd be able to get McRae probably just under sub 600 in about a fortnight. And uh, Brad Crouch will be able to hold his value up until that point, potentially even increase slightly. And um, I think we're only going to be paying about 100k to get Brad Crouch to uh, McRae. Talk about, well, I, mean, I talk about bookmarks all the time, going in, uh, putting people in your wish list and um, things like that. McRae's one that should be in there with that price drop. Lockie Neal's another one right now if you don't own him. Go put the star he, on him. Neil's break even was that low. He went up this week, and uh, but now his break even sits at one sixty eight. And after this week, he's going to lose that one seventy seven. So um, even if he does come out and score like a one twenty, he's going to dip significantly. But his break even will probably maintain the same. Yeah. Uh, the Web Express. I think it's time to pull the trigger on Scott and Parker. I would like his game and like the looks of Baker and Ross. I think their job security might be okay. Um, with Rewalt and Cochin to come back in, I think Bolter and Bolton, are, and even and even possibly Castagna go first. So that's something we probably should have done. We probably should have had a look at Richmond's lineup and seen who you would think was going to go out, because um, we're we're just assuming that it might be some of these kids that have come in. But if they're playing good football, they probably don't deserve to go out of the team. Yeah. Yeah. Look, you're certainly right. Um, I think Castagna's a bit of a whipping boy down at the Tigers. He might be at risk, but I think it's going to be one of these small forwards will make way. I think they're going to give Bolter, Rewalt, and Lynch a crack again, just because I, I don't think they want Tom Lynch playing in the ruck uh, currently. But, I mean, we, we've seen with their side that they've played a lot better playing the one less tall, so be interesting to see what happens there. Um, I think Parker's good to trade. Pa- Parker's, I don't see... Look, I said before about the waves. I think his next wave might take him to 250, but I don't really see him as a 300K type player at any point, so I'm okay with trading him. Bailey's got someone who I'd I'd happily hold him for at least one more week. His break-even's only 11. 
Bailey Scott. So even if he came out and churned a 40 or 50, you're probably going to still going to get 15, 20K out of him. Um, but if he comes out and scores an 80 or 90 all of a sudden, well, then that's when his next wave will kind of start and we'll, we'll see him go to 250, 260 potentially. And we've seen him do it before. He dropped 100 round one. Yeah, that's right. So, star. yeah, Bailey Scott, I certainly wouldn't trade, but the Parker, I would. Yeah. Uh, we've got another person who's asked about the, the Parker to Burgess, and they have 20... Oh, sorry, he's got Parker and Burgess, actually. Um, he's looking at moving one to Baker. He's got 27 trades, so is that a comfortable amount for you to pull the trade? Uh, gee, it's, it's not, but Burgess is shocking. He's, he's, he's had, you know, his three-round average. Have you seen what his three-round average is called? Oh, I wouldn't even look at him. 33.3 and a five-round average of 37. So here's someone that you've just got to absolutely get out. Um, Parker, I mean, he's averaged 61 on the season. You know, maybe he could produce us, you know. You know, he did back-to-back 80s at the start of the year, didn't he? So maybe he could score another 80. I'd be pretty happy moving Burgess on, even though that pocket's in no money. I think that you've just, that's someone you've got to move on. The only reason I wouldn't do it is if I wasn't confident in uh, Baker maintaining his position in the team. So that's something you've got to kind of work out there, I think. The funny thing with Burgess too, it's one of those players that I think if Gold Coast were getting smashed, it would be like, yeah, well, you know, if they were winning, maybe you could have a look at it a little bit differently. Um, they've played some pretty good football so far and he's done absolutely nothing. His break-even's, his break-even's 44, Corey. Um, he's scored 44 twice, 44 or more twice this year. And uh, on one of those occasions, his score was exactly 44. <laughs> yeah, it's ugly. Um, uh, Casey Mack, 1626, I'm in this question. Because uh, I think it's kind of got a little bit more merit than it normally would. Um, I've been following Haitley, and I like the look of him. I think he has great job security, though. I'm pulling the trigger on Scott for him. I know he isn't on the bubble, but he might be able to uh, LH his score next week. What does LH mean? I have no idea. Um, but the reason I bring this up, Bonds, because we were talking about potentially looking at upgrading um, next week. I mean, I, I think you brought it up. We could go Brad Crouch to a McRae um, after another price drop and using some money. But we've also could have Will Hayes and Haitley on the bubble. You know, what would you do? Would you pass on one? And I said... Do you have to go a week early on a Hayes or a Haitley this week? So if someone was planning on maybe going one up, one down next week, do you, do you think it's too early to go on these boys? I mean, Haitley looked amazing, but GWS have always been deep. They, uh, Cameron always rewards kids for playing good. He looked terrific. We don't have players that are necessarily ready to go. So what's your viewpoint with this whole scenario? So I think um, it depends on what who the premium is that you're trading in. If you're trading in a McRae, I wouldn't pull the trigger early because I think McRae's got two price drops and significant price drops in that um, coming up in the next couple of weeks. However, if you're looking at someone like a, I don't know, a Jake Lloyd, you could be looking at a, a Laird, a Hearn, um, you know, potentially even a Tim Kelly, um, then I'm more comfortable with pulling it a little bit early, and I'm more comfortable with it being Haitley over Hayes at this stage. Yep, and I am too, because um, Haitley looked absolutely amazing. Yeah, and it's just about that break-even game, and I'm not encouraging people to pull triggers early. However, if you're falling a bit behind in your leagues and you need to, and you want to get the upgrade the week earlier potentially than everyone else. 
then you've got to go a week early on one of these types and kind of take that risk. But if you're sitting pretty comfortably, and I mean, that's the situation I'm in, in the league I focus on, I'm throwing zip, Corey. So, um, you know, I don't I don't feel like I need to get that premium in next week, um, which means I can just run it into next week and potentially just double down next week. And then look to explode coming out. Yeah. Yep. Um, Mr. Plough, good hey boys, love the show. Still got a full deck of trades, so he's considering the blow. Crouch and Parker to Boke and either Ross or Hayes, or Crouch and Burgess to Walters and either Ross, Hayes or Haley. Um, the other uh, option is to double downgrade. All right, I'd get rid of um, Burgess. I like the Burgess one. If you can go to Burgess to like a Haley, um, even though Ross, I don't know. Would I go right Haley or Ross? I'd probably go Haley, I think. Um, and Crouch to Walters. Yeah, look, if, if you see Walters as a top six, Walters has produced some really good numbers this year, and we spoke about him in the preseason. And I think you were a bit shocked when I finally gave the endorsement um, of, you know, telling people to pick Walters because for the previous two or three years, I was a firm no on him. But um, I just like what he's been able to produce without Neil, and, and I thought this was going to happen. But... He's always kind of got the injury factor hovering uh, sort of over his head. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. This whole like going a week early thing is is super super tough. Um, I think you can only do it if you really think these players are going to stick around. Right now, I'd probably almost. I don't know if you can do it. You just get rid of Burgess and maybe hold Crouch for a week. He's still going to hover at that price. Um, I don't know. I'm still unsure if I'm sold that that what the top six is going to be in the forward line. Uh, I still I, I'm I'm very up in the air about who's going to be top six. Uh, I I think I'm starting to settle, um, but I think there's a clear top four, and five and six is up for debate. But for me at the moment, Walters and Billings sit at five and six. Yeah. My top four is Danger Heaney, Kelly, and Boak. And that's what that's where I like the Boke side of things. Like yeah, because you're guaranteed to get him comfortable picking Boke than I would picking um, um, Walters. Hey, you know what the good thing about that is as well is I mean if he's if Burgess is just a bench option, then you're improving your points on field by doing that Boke one, aren't you? Who cares if Burgess just kind of sits there? You know, we can consider him as a bit of a heartbeat, and you can fix him up next week. If it means you can get a top six forward, someone that you're really confident in being uh, in Boke and have him kind of on field. Um, yeah, maybe go, maybe go with the Boke, I reckon. And we were talking about last week, you know, I said don't move Crouch too early. There's probably no need to do it. But as, I think as the the cards unfold and we get more of a clear review, and I know I'm big on, I'm still going to hold Crouch for as long as I can, but if you if you think genuinely like this guy's a lock for a top six forward, you are you know you're probably trading a very kind of like for like player, but you're benefiting your team because you've got the best forward possible, um, and then you know you can upgrade around that to, to figure out who the best you know the top eight midfielder is going to be, and, and yeah. use that trade for the top eight midfielder. I mean, because if Boke continues, what did he score in the weekend? He scored ninety. Um, but if Boke continues to just keep going bananas, then yeah, you could miss the boat there. Oh, yeah, he did that while whilst being tagged as well, um, which was actually pretty impressive. Yeah, um, good. I think, though, if I'm this guy and 
I'm in a relatively similar position to him, wanting to move Crouch, wanting to move Parker. I don't own Burgess because I've got a bit more brains about me. Um, <laughs> um, I'd be waiting for Jack McRae, I think. We, I must say, too, I think people are, are thinking because they do have so many trades, um, are, we, are we just looking to trade for oh, the probably. sake of trading? So I can't tell. I don't think I've ever had a year where going into round six, I've had 29 trades left. So if I don't make trades this week, I've still got 29, and I, I think that's this, that's probably the best trades position I've ever been in. I reckon. Yeah, and you could comfortably go into this week without making any trades. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, Casey Mac one six two six. Is it crazy to downgrade Goldie and Field O'Brien and then upgrade Parker to Boke? And then yes. trade back to Goldie in six weeks. I wouldn't be trading back to Goldie. I'd be going Grundy or Gorn, but yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't be doing that. Yeah, I'm not doing that either. Yeah, you're using too many trades. Chris Neal. Uh, with, the, <laughs> with the inclusion of players like Jack Dickman in the mid-season draft, have an impact <laughs> on the job security of rookies? Oh, uh, I think Jack Dick does he still play football, Jack? I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, he does, and does apparently he? playing really well too. So, yeah. Um, wow, <laughs> I can't take this seriously, Corey. Well, the second half of the question <laughs> makes complete sense. So, with the mid-season draft, um, what kind of impact that going to have on the rookies coming up? And, and people from business thinking. Why aren't they taking this uh, question seriously? Just an FYI, Jack Dickman is the name of a person that we know of. Well, Corey probably knows a lot more about him than I do. Um, and he's, I don't think he's a, he's a footballer, so that's why it's just kind of throwing me... That's deep. kind of the irrelevant part of the question. Is the mid-season yeah. draft going to have an impact on job security or rookies? No. Is it mean that we're going to get a kind of an abundance coming out for those that are worried? No, I think it's overrated, just yep. like the kick-in rule. Yeah, well, and you got that right too, so move on. Uh, Shane Corbell, question one. How do you get... <laughs> oh, this is a stitch-up 101. Question one. How do you get on the big screen at the Gabba like you, Corey? Question two. <laughs> were you on the big screen? Yeah, yeah. Kind of oh, kept that no. one under wraps too, didn't I? <laughs> Oh, oh, no. You went on kiss cam, were you? Nah, but we'll get to it in a second. Oh, we'll uh, question two, time to go. Darcy Moore to Tim Kelly. Kelly won't be much cheaper. Have Billings, who has been good with Danger and Heaney. If you can get more yeah. up to Kelly, should you do it? Yeah, I think you're upgrading your team if you do that. Um, and if you've got the cash to do it, why not do it? I'd probably wait one further week, only because Darcy Moore's break-even is 51. He's likely to hit. And Tim Kelly's got a 117. He's likely not to hit. And um, by holding off one more week, you might save yourself another 20 to 30K. Yeah, no, I like that. Uh, back to the big screen. So for those who don't know, I, well, if you listen to last week's podcast, you know I was down um, Brisbane, had a wedding down on the Gold Coast, and then went up to the Gabba to watch the footy. Um, my partner is a Brisbane fan, and I am a Collingwood supporter. So uh, before the game, they come out and picked us out of the crowd and asked us if we'd go up on the big screen so they could ask a couple of questions about, you know, the odd relationship. Of, <laughs> yeah. You did not. How was this? How have you kept that from us? And the only person who knew about this was Shaney Corbell, who was obviously at the oh, game and seeing the big screen. 
You're kidding me. And did you spruik the Super Coach Elites? I, while did, I, had you? I had I had my Super Coach Elites top on. <laughs> did you drop it? Did you because, drop it? Nah, they didn't really give me much airtime, which is a little bit disappointing. I'm more focused okay. on my missus. So. It might have just been because she was involved. I was about to say that. Yeah, everybody, uh, oh, because she had her freaking Brisbane gear on. I mean, uh, give us a spell. I did say that we were going to give him a bit of a hiding, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it took me... It's just stupid me. It took, like, my Collingwood gear I took up. I took me bloody... Um, Oh, my hat and my jacket. So it was a bit odd in Brisbane on a Thursday night, so I couldn't really wear my jacket down to the game. Yeah, it was very, very dreary. That's what was coming from. I cannot believe you. Uh, you've kept that one absolutely. Were you never going to disclose that? Can I ask? Yeah, well, it wasn't really coming out. Really much, so. <laughs> oh, that is a lot. Shane <laughs> even called me out on Twitter at the time too. He tweeted think- me in, so... I think he may be my new favourite uh, listener. I didn't even have a previous favourite listener. He might be the first and only listener I've ever enjoyed. Uh, Shane, just cool. to refresh your memory, Shane was the one that we were riding last year as well, who was 24. Oh, he was good. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, right, right, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was... Uh, That's been new, being, that one. Being thrown under the bus there. So, uh, Angus Murray, what do I do with Menengola? Well, I mean, we almost have to apologise for for saying, you know, how how good he is and that sort of stuff. I I think, and we did go through this in the pre-season because we started to come to our senses towards the back end and we said that when games are tough or when they've got a tough sort of run of fixtures, he's not that good Menegola. I mean, that's that's the reality. And the upcoming fixture, obviously, West Coast and Essendon looks pretty tough the next couple of weeks, but it gets a lot easier after that. So after that, he's got North Dogs, Gold Coast, Sydney um, in the next month. So if you can withstand maybe a few 70s or 80s in the next couple of weeks, I, I think you might start to see some good scores come from him uh, after that. Um, I'm in the hold camp, I think, at this stage, though. He didn't start. He's already he scored two tons this year, but, I mean, he's had three poor games, but the fixture has been tough. It's so funny when you think about it too. Like right now we got Dunkley, and it's like I don't know who I'd like rather not have. Um, you know, you got your Dunkley flatline, and at eighties week to week, he did have a good score at ninety five on the weekend. Or you got Menengola, who's up and down like a yo yo. It's yeah, it's a bit I'd tough. Rather, oh, yeah, I'd still rather Dunkley. Hey, he, he was he should have scored one hundred and five, hundred and ten on the weekend. He, he dropped an absolute sitter in the last quarter in the pocket. He should have grabbed that and snaked go. Yeah, so, but what are you doing? Are you trading, you're holding? Um, no, no, look, if I started the year with Men goal up, I knew going into the year that I was going to cop bad scores, and this is me, obviously, speaking. You probably didn't think that way. Uh, I the dude's name asked the question. Anyways, but I'm holding, because I think the next two weeks might not be brilliant, but I think you should have a good month after What's that. What's his price? 460 something, 460.3. I'd love to pull the trigger, but in saying that, remember last year, didn't he have, like, open the season with three, like, terrible scores and then still average 100 for the rest of the year? So, taking that to account, he's, he's probably got, um, you know, good uptick in midfield minutes there too. So, yeah, you probably just stick fat, don't you? Hasn't been playing a lot of midfield. They're an unusual lineup at the moment, John. Yeah, and is, do you think it's got to do with just how dominant Tim Kelly is in there? Well, I don't think it's that because they're choosing to play, you know, even Atkins, Atkins today yeah. in the final quarter was, he was running centre bounce attendances like he wouldn't, like he was Patrick Dangerfield. Is Jurgen this um, underlying 
Maybe a little bit of soreness injury that we don't know about. I, don't, I, don't, I really don't know. Maybe they're just trying to be a bit more unpredictable. Mm. He's good in midfield, though. Menegola. Yeah, when he goes in yeah. there as well. He's also very good overhead around the ground. Yeah. Uh, Angus Murray's second part to this question was also, is it time to move Scott on? Thanks, Corey and Bumps. But no, it's not. Nah, yeah, I'll hold Scott too. Um, Jackson Jacoby. <laughs> Thinking Jordan Clark, a chance to be rested slash dropped this week. Would be nice to have him as a loophole because I cannot pick which rookies to field and which to bench. Collins and Scrimshaw bench round four, both on field this week. And Hoare on the bench, ouch. Uh, so having said that, pick one to bench for the round out of Dersma, Collins, Scrimshaw and Hoare. Uh, if I'm benching one, it'd be Dersma at this stage. Got, you got to pick, oh no, because you've got the loop. So this is assuming you've got the loop. Um, you bench no, 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 I think this guy's playing three out of four on um, on field this week. Wait, so he, I think he's assuming Clark's being dropped. And you're benching Dersma? I'm, I'm, I'm playing Collins, I'm playing Hall. Hall, I'm picking at number one this week. Um, I'm picking Collins to kind of reground. And then it's just a matter of Scrimshaw versus Dersma. I, I think, I think it comes out of those two. Um, and Scrimshaw plays Carlton. So, I don't know. Do you play Dersma against... Well, Dersma's got North as well, actually. Jesus Christ. Um, so good. Who do, who do Gold Coast play? Collins was trashed this week. Yeah, Brisbane. There's no key for there. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Well, that's, that's the problem that Collins had. He had to go try and play on Tex Walker. Yeah, no, no. I like Collins on field. I like Hall on field. Um, it's actually really tough uh, who to decide there. My initial thoughts was I'd bench Dersma, um, so that's what I'd be doing. I hadn't even looked at fixtures, so to even think about that yet. Um, oh, well, God. hopefully, hopefully Clark's dropped, and you can you know loop you know Dersma with a scrimshaw or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. I prefer him to have him playing. Um, I'd I'd be playing Dersma scrimshaw Hall. And Would Williams. you? Gee, would would Hall be third selected out of them? No, that was sorry. I just read them. That's the order. Oh, that's the sheet. No, Hall would be number one, and that trade now is really haunting me. I'm surprised we got through this whole pod without you rubbing that in. To be honest. Yeah, well, I'm just waiting for Sam Walsh time. That's where I'm really going to... Tom Studewick, 13. Josh Kelly, worth bringing in next week. Run of St Kilda, Hawthorne, Carlton, Melbourne, Gold Coast, Adelaide and North Melbourne before the bye. Now, I absolutely love it. I really do. Um, because pre-season, you would have heard us. You know, we, we're the biggest Josh Kelly fans on this pod, I would have thought. His numbers haven't been brilliant this year, but he's just got to slowly work himself into the season. Um... I'd wait one more week because his break even still sitting at one thirty, and see what he does there. But I think that St Kilda, Hawthorne, Carlton, Melbourne, Gold Coast run, um, and then he's got Adelaide North after that. Is um, is very very good. He's one of those ones, Josh Kelly, that I've just got uh, on the watch list right now. Book yeah. Max Teratuda. I went... Oh, shit. Hey, fellas, I went stacking for Gibbons last week, which I still bit stand by despite yeah, yeah, yeah. Gibbons scoring now. He's ranked 21st, Max. No injury again this week. Brayshaw is now my most disappointing premium with a 98 average, but, but that can stay. My fear is... Now he's falling off the back of this top 10 group. think I might want to bring in a premium this week. Uh, my best trade is Atkins for Ross. Yep. Which in the back line trade Tim Kelly. 
Uh, uh, oh, and move more to the back line and bring in Tim Kelly, leaving you with 27 trades. What are your thoughts? Should I play aggressive style to catch up, or am I better waiting for other teams to make mistakes from forced trades? Thanks for the support and advice each week. Love what you boys do. At the end of the day, he's um, he's getting Tim Kelly into his team by moving on Collins, and I, and I think you're upgrading your team in that in that uh, sort of trade there. Um, the other thing with that is Collins break even of forty three, Tim Kelly one seventeen. I'd like to wait one more week on it, but the complicating factor here is that um, you know you feel like you're going to be sliding or whatever it is. Dude, you rank twenty first overall. I, I would not be worried about it. I think the more money you can save, you might save your trade later in the year. That's going to be worth maybe the slight amount of points you might miss out on this weekend. Um, I think go for it. I actually think go for it. Unless Colin, I mean, you're sitting 21st. There's a, a, a great chance to. There's 50k up for grabs here, bombs. You can't. I don't think you can really afford to to be sitting back. Um, I'd, I'd be pulling the trigger, I'd be making the trade, and then just praying that Collins comes out and scores, you know, another 40 or a 50. Um, yeah. yeah the, not having Gibbons now is going to bloody hurt. Um, Stack scored well, though, which is good. Gibbons' role was just completely flipped on its head. Um, you know, you're going to miss the cash there, but a lot of people don't have Stack, so if Stack can come out and keep scoring 80s and 90s, you're going to be laughing. I seriously think grab Tim Kelly this week. But, but what about the fact that they play West Coast? Yeah, well, I'm, well I'm, I am genuinely worried about the tag. Because, yeah, and, and I would be too, because the ball ruined him, and they tried to have someone run with him today, but he just seemed to kind of deal with it in, in pretty good fashion. He's two games at Cadinia this year, being 111 and 39, obviously the one with the ball, but I think Hutchins just runs straight to him. Do you think he's going to be just... danger field, though? No, they they won't start on Dangerfield. No way. They will run to him at the at the opening. Look, Hutchins might move at some stage, but they will start on Tim Kelly. I think because I think you can. The, the ball is shown. You can take Tim Kelly out of the game. Yeah. We've had years of players trying to take danger out of the game, and it just doesn't happen. Yeah, look, it's a great conversation, but if you think he's going to be a top six and you think you can go through the tag this week, you've got to do it. It's, it's got to come down to your decision. I mean, you're sitting 21st, not us. We can just here to help you do your moves, but at the end of the day, Max, you've got to back your heart here. Um, hey, you know what the interesting thing with this is? Considering you wanted to go to West Coast next year, wouldn't you love just to have an absolute uh, blinder here to say, hey... Give up what you need to give up because I want to come play for your your mob next season. Yeah, I'll take one point five million. Yeah, <laughs> this is what I'm worth. Yeah. Uh, Bill Sloan, hi Bonps. Don't be sulky when Zach Williams is a top six or very close to a top six defender. I also think oh, Riley O'Brien will go up to four hundred k plus. What are your thoughts, Corey and Bonps? Ban him from the page. Remember this bloody <laughs> Zach, does he seriously reckon Zach Williams is a top six defender? Where's the elite team button? Press it, buddy. Fair income. Get a group. A big fan of Bill's, uh, Bill Sloan. He's, uh, his cover photo, his photo on the thing is uh, OBJ in the Browns uniform. So I've uh, got a little bit of respect for that. Um, <laughs> oh. Riley O'Brien will go up 400k plus. This is something that I actually think. I think he's going to be, he, he'll finish it around the 400k mark. Could be even more. I um I text Bretter on the weekend too and just ask him, 
what he was doing, whether he was grabbing Rob uh, once the news went out. And he said the same thing. He said, this guy's going to be 400k plus. It'd be silly to miss. Um, sorry to rub that in to your bumps as well. I'm sure you didn't want to hear that Brennan's got in. Oh, 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 Brian. Hey, well, now that I know that Brennan's got in, I'm only hoping for an ACL injury now. That would be fine. That's a joke, everyone. Hey. I don't hope injury on anyone. No, well, of course not. We just hope he comes out and scores 20s. Injury free, of course. Hey, speaking of, you know, top six defenders, there's something I've been thinking about in the early part of this year, Corey. We had that one peanut. I think he's in one of the leagues here, and he... He, he sends in a video and he goes, oh, Waters and Bonk great, you know, bloody Essendon players. Oh, Andrew McGrath, he's a top six defender. What's Andrew McGrath done this year, you bloody donkey, mate? Cop Jeez, that. Seventy-seven. The bloke's averaging 77. Cop that. Zach Williams is lucky to average even more than that. You hold on to that one, will you? Oh, I've been, I've been holding on to this. There's a lot of things that listeners send in that I just hold on to, Corey, for an extended period of time, and I'll let them out from uh, time to time. <laughs> Roy, is it a good idea to be trading in Lloyd slash Whitfield this week at max price? If so, which one? Oof. Lloyd. Uh, uh, oh. Really? Lloyd over Whitfield? Look, the only reason I'm saying that, and you're going to think this is a little bit bizarre, but I think that with Sydney's run, and look, if you just watch Sydney play, there's not a exit from defensive 50 that occurs without them trying to find or hit Lloyd or make him part of the play. Uh, sorry, Lloyd, not Whitfield. Whitfield is playing more through the midfield, and I'm expecting a tag to come his way. If you're asking me who are more comfortable with trading in this week, it's Lloyd purely based on the fact that he'll never be tagged and they will just give him the ball at every opportunity. But I think Whitfield's a better player. Didn't you say Whitfield was going to be number one? Yeah, he is, but if I'm looking at my trade targets this week, Corey, I'm having Lloyd above Whitfield. Yeah. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean Whitfield's going to average less in the season. Okay, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, cheer, Tim. Uh, hi, boys, love your work. Drops 1,500 spots this week to 7,500, so not so good with a 2,159. Uh, hasn't used a trade yet. He held, <laughs> held Meningola last week, because Bond said to, not holding him this week. I think his role has changed. Thoughts on Menegolta to Menegolta. Menegola to Walters. Tossed up between the two all preseason. Ouch. Looks like I got it wrong. And Cousins to Baker via Drew's DPP. Plans afoot for next week to move Drew back to forward and bring Haley in the mid with Lloyd down back. Man, that's some pretty strong upgrades. Um we'll be trading Collins and either Dersmer or Butters and it's uh ah. Oh, it's his his name. I keep calling him Chitum. I thought maybe he was Asian. Shitum. It's, it's yeah, shit. It's shit team. Oh shit team. Yeah. Hey, that Chitum reminds me. I don't know if you watched the show. The, the bad, the good place or the bad place. Whatever it is on Netflix. The good place. Uh, the good place. Never seen. It. Okay. Well, there's a character on there called Chitum. Um. Yeah. Coach doesn't allow bad language. So okay. He's, so his name's shit team, but I'm just gonna keep calling this guy Chitum. I think I like <laughs> Yeah, Shitham's a good one. Yeah. Um, oh, I can't even remember the question was about Menegola. Um, uh, Walters. Yeah. So he's going to go Menegola to Walters this week, move a whole bunch of shit with DPP, and then next week grab in Lloyd. I think if you're going to trade in um, a player... He sent his team through too, that if you wanted to get on and have oh, a look at it. And... Did, he have, um, did he have Kelly? 
what? Which Kelly? Tim. Uh, no. Yeah, I'll be getting Tim Kelly over Walters. That's for sure. He's cheaper as well. Yeah. Yep. Not bad. The only problem that I don't like is when you're moving Drew out this week. Um, you, that means you have to field one of Petrocelli or Parker. Why is he trading Drew? He's, no, he's, moving, thinking... he's moving Drew into the midfield. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, you got you got Setterfield. Why would you not move Setterfield into the midfield with DPP play Jerron Field and bring in thing A? Yeah. Yeah. Don't trade. Don't move Drew into the midfield. You can play Drew at F6 if you do that trade. Um, last question. Justin Iris. Have 30 trades. Should I be using one to, to get in a better cash-generating rookie? He's considering Bailey Scott out, swing Dersman and Reed, and bring in Hoare or Rotham? Oh, Jesus. Rotham. Yeah, and, and, and the predicted... up 90K. 67K. Yeah. Um, no, sorry, that's his projected... Uh, that's his projected rise. Sorry, yeah, he did go up 70 yeah. Um hey, there's, there's, there's other ones. So, number one, you're not doing because that's shit. Uh, number two, Burgess to Baker, or number three, Scott to Ross slash Haightley. I'd be doing Burgess to Baker. On. Yeah, I think you still right. got 30, I'd be doing that one. That's what I'd be doing if I was hey, doing other... as well. And I know you were a bit surprised before about Whitfield and Moy. The, the one point I forgot to mention earlier is that in the rolling average, Whitfield's 86 is actually going to maintain there for a few weeks yeah. um, as well. So his break even is going to be a lot higher than Lloyd's over the next fortnight as well, particularly when he loses that 152 from a couple of weeks back in his rolling average. So you're probably going to be able to get Whitfield at about 560, 570 in a few weeks, whereas Lloyd, this is potentially his bottoming out price. I'm actually surprised that no one in the questions spoke about Caleb Daniel either. Yeah, so am I. I. I think, and before when I said Walters Billings, Daniel is the one that's on the edge there trying to just work his way into the top six. The only thing that's screwing him up at the moment is just his efficiency. He turns a lot of balls over, um, and given his role in the team where he's kind of taking possessions and that, he turns them over in costly positions. If he could fix one or two of those kicks up a game, he'd be averaging 110 plus at the moment, I think. I know I asked this question last week, but I think it's a good question. If you're targeting a midfielder, defender, and a forward at the moment, who are you going for? Um, for this week specifically? No, just in general. Oh, okay, so I'm a pro. Sorry, one in each line. Ah, sorry, okay. Um, yeah, Rory Laird, I think of the news with, um, what's his face, Malira has been out for four yeah. or six, whatever it is. I think Laird's kind of bottomed out. He's uh, just right for the picking this week, if you could get him. Um, McRae in the coming weeks will be certainly value. Rucks we really don't care about because it should just be Grundy and Gorn. And Tim Kelly, given his price, would be the person I'm targeting as well. Which you've already got Tim Kelly, so the question was more about your team. Ah, uh, sorry, my team in the forward line. Um, Jesus, billions probably then in the forward line. Yeah. Uh, mine down back is Lloyd because he's a must-have and I don't own him, so that's hurting. Uh, in the midfield, I really like McRae right now too. Um, just when he kind of like hits that bottom, if I didn't have Lockie Neal, I'd be bookmarking Lockie Neal and Josh Kelly as well. Um, we were talking about it on the weekend, so I can't wait to get him in my team. Up forward, still Boak and Kelly, and I think Kelly's just at that real tantalising price. But I'm happy to wait because I'm seriously worried about the tag this week. And because if teams know that, that that's going to, if they can take Kelly out of the game, it's going to make it more competitive against Geelong. 
it'll be interesting. The worst thing for Cali owners this week is going to be if um, Hutchings goes to Cali and West Coast beat Geelong in Geelong. Because yep. that means every single week someone's going to Josh Kelly, And you'll probably see a role change. You'll probably see someone like Meningala go back into the midfield. Um, but if Kelly can fight through that tag, you're laughing. And I think he did push it through today. But I think this is the risky week this week with West Coast. I think you look at that, Essendon won't play a tag and North won't, Dogs won't, Gold Coast won't. So then you've got a good month and then he may cop like a Hewitt in round 11. But then you should be relatively free after that. Richmond, Port, Adelaide, Dogs, Saints, Hawks, they all don't sort of play renowned Tigers. Yeah. <sighs> That's just this week of West Coast. I'd wait one week for Cali because I'm not expecting big things from him. Yeah, and this will be the week that, you know, none of my opponents have him and he scores 12. Um, yeah. Trades, what are you looking at? So I'm potentially looking at a... Um, like a Ross or a Baker this week, I'll have to weigh up on, you know, job security kind of moving forward. I'll more than likely not trade this week and just wait for Haitley and um, Hayes next week and, um, yeah, look to make my first grade, first upgrade after that. I don't think I'll be trading, but one thing I was playing around before was uh, uh, Brad Crouch and Parker out for Ross and Lloyd or Shannon mm-hmm. Hearn. So it, doing that trade made my team significantly better for this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and on field, it means I get Darcy Moore back up forward, etc. But I don't know if it's the right move to make long-term as well. So got to weigh that up, and especially next week. We'll probably have Haitley and um, uh, Hayes as well yeah. too. So, But I also spoke to you before, like if I don't do something next week, this week I'm probably going to want to go one up, one down next week. If both those boys are there, I'm going to have to sacrifice that. But that, that allows a double upgrade the week after. Um, and I'm sitting pretty good in most leagues. I was going through before and all my cash leagues that I actually really care about, I'm sitting either 3-0 and or 2-1. and There's only one that I'm sitting 1-2. and so I'm sitting in a pretty comfortable spot in my legs at the moment, which means I could probably sacrifice a little bit. Um, in the short term. Yeah, correct. So, um, But that was the only thing I was really looking at. Vice captain and captain bumps? Well, I mean, as you kind of heard me at the top of the year, I haven't really put much thought into it. But this could be now, Corey, we may have a debut player coming in to the, uh, to the article this week. Guess who it is, mate? No, I don't have to guess. I already know who it is. Well, who? Sam Walsh. Well, Corey, why shouldn't we put the VC on this week? Honestly, 112, 123, 112 in his, in his last three games. The only player ever in AFL, VFL history to have 24 or more touches in the first five games of his career. He's averaging 26 touches, four and a half clearances, six marks, three and a half inside 50s. If it wasn't for him, Carlton still wouldn't have kicked 100 points in, in a game in probably 67 uh, years. Why shouldn't he be in consideration? Yeah, good point. He outscored Cripps on the weekend, so he's probably... Uh, and, 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 Cripps, and Cripps was sitting at number one. He, he, Corey, he is the reason why Cripps won't average 147 this year. He's just he's taken far too many points away. He's just absolutely robbing him. He, you know, he's shortened to a dollar fifty on the rise and start being more responsibly. Yeah, oh, they should have paid Six. out. They should have paid out on. on well, that. I did. I, 
tweeted them earlier uh, after the game, and I, and I started I started mentioning. I mean, can we get an early payout on Walsh? Well, they should because it's an absolute moral. <laughs> early payout, they just unload on him again. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but on a more serious note, I, I won't be doing Walsh. But you know, I'd be having a look at the guns again. Though, I mean, for myself, I'd be probably having a look at you know what can Grundy do against Tom Bell Chambers because Bell Chambers gives up huge numbers this year. Um, so I think he's a genuine option there, and obviously Cripps and Danger for myself are, are probably the likely C options. I would have thought this week, but um, I won't discount also Lockie Whitfield. But I think I'd be a little bit cautious about that for those having a look at him because uh, you know they've got Hewitt or maybe a Cunningham off the sort of like a forward flank who might do a tag and roll as well. Uh, for me, I think it's going to be Lockie Neal um, or. Cripper into Dangerfield. Yeah. Or Lockie Neal into Cripper. Yeah, and I think Lockie Neal against Gold Coast, like, that is a sick matchup. Like, you just, you wouldn't wouldn't argue about that. Um, Danger's averaged 114 over his career against the West Coast Eagles as well. So, um, I think you're spot on um, with your selection there. I don't think you can really go wrong. He only scored 100 on them last year, but as we know, we didn't have many big scores last year, did, did Danger. How scary was it today when he was like, doing nothing up until half-time? Well, it was because I was dependent on him to bring home my uh, game or pretty much all my leagues. And um, he was sitting in that forward line for far too long. And you could tell. I mean, he doubled his score from about halfway through the third quarter to the end of the game, um, just purely because they went and put him in the midfield. Uh, do you need any more time to talk about Sam Walsh before we wrap this podcast up? I wouldn't mind a Sam Walsh only podcast. And on that, on, can I say I want to I want to recalculate what I think is going to average this year. I did say ninety four. I said last week he might do one hundred and four for the year, but I, I might challenge him. I'm going to say he can do one hundred and ten, Corey, and he may even be a top eight midfielder. I'll leave it at that. Oh my god. Alright, at least on behalf of Bombs and myself, peace out community and thanks for listening.